So, hello. Um, this is different, right? I mean, I did say, if you've been reading Instagram, I did say this is going to take some out-of-the-box thinking. Um, welcome to Quarantine Content with Mr. JWW. Um, on a serious note, though, uh, I really hope everyone watching this is healthy and well and looking after each other. Uh, right now, uh, not only is it difficult to go outside, uh, I also think for the majority of instances, it's certainly wrong to be out and about filming cars uh, when there's people from our NHS and various other uh, healthcare services around the world literally saving lives right now in order to keep everybody safe. So um, it's going to take some out-of-the-box thinking in order to bring you guys some much-needed content and entertainment right now. So um, what I thought I would do, because I get questions asked all the time about what goes on behind the scenes, uh, on, on various different shoots and videos, the logistics involved, the people, etc. I thought I would go through a selection of some of my favorite or some of the best content that I've filmed over the years uh, and provide the stories which have been untold, the stuff that you've never seen uh, and what has led to videos such as that getting so much love. I think this video here, the drive when I went to Raza Al Khaima to drive a road which has become world famous since then, um, a road called Jebel Jays. This video is on like two and a half million views now. And this started as a relatively small project between a friend of mine, Oliver Webb, who we're going to speak to on Skype shortly to find out how he's quarantining, but also to share his memories of this incredible day. So here's a spot of context. Uh, 2016, this was filmed. Uh, we were contacted by uh, the Raz Al Khaimah Tourist Board. Now, Raz Al Khaimah, otherwise abbreviated to RAK, R-A-K, is a neighboring emirate to Dubai. As it happens, not many people have heard of it, despite the fact that its proximity to Dubai is so close. Now, it just so happens that Raz Al Khaimah in 2016, they were emerging, they are developing, they got loads of money, and they are beginning to develop their wonderful country. Um, as part of this, obviously, the tourist board is really important um, and they were effectively put in, in charge of helping to encourage the growth and importantly encourage tourists to come to that area of the Middle East. Now myself and Ollie, uh, we were contacted by these guys, I think it was as simple as an email. Um, they reached out and was like, hey, we love what you guys do. Uh, we'd really be interested in bringing you over and hopefully you can make some content uh, to help highlight what a wonderful place Raz Al Khaimah is. Uh, obviously, you know, both myself and Ollie love driving. Uh, Ollie's main sort of line of work, as it were, is as a racing driver. Uh, and so we both ultimately leapt at the opportunity. Now, at first we were like, I wonder what we're going to do. And what we do is fairly simple. We enjoy sharing great cars, great locations, and the important one, great roads with you. So when we spoke with these guys, the idea was that we said, look, if we can get our hands on some good cars and ideally a really good driving road or a good area to drive. How's that for an idea? That might make some nice content in order to uh, highlight the culture and scenery of your wonderful country. Now it turns out a little while before we filmed this, um, there is a mountain range that conveniently runs through Raz Al Khaimah. Now the rumor was that at the top of this mountain range, they were going to build one of the world's first um, six star hotels. Now, of course, in order to get to the top of the mountain range to build the hotel, you've got to build the road. So the road was built. Now, let me just set the scene. When I say road, I mean driving Nirvana. So the road was a three, imagine this, it's effectively a three lane motorway wide 
Alpine Pass. Imagine that. So take an Alpine road, extend it by three lanes, and include all of the incredible switchbacks and undulations and incredible scenery that you could ever dream of. Now, to make it better, the hotel never happened, or at least it didn't happen when we were there. And so this incredible road, which I think stretches for around about 30 miles, <laughs> it never got finished. The hotel never got built, and so the road doesn't lead to anywhere. So it was very easy for us to involve the local authorities in order to close this road because it went nowhere, it really wasn't a big deal, and ultimately have it to ourselves for an entire day to do absolutely anything we wanted. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh my God. Oh wow, Ollie, where is he? Come and talk to me about that drive. Come and talk to me. I feel like we're we still should, coming down off that. I feel like we should we should be arrested. We, we should be arrested for that. that oh, honestly, I've had some drives. It's, it's hard to exaggerate enough how that was probably the drive of my life. The drifts this guy was getting. I'm, I'm still coming down off that. I feel like I've been on a genuine like thrill ride. That is a like, it's like it. the world's longest street track. Yeah, it really is. All of that is three lanes wide. So think of that snaky strip down there as what a motorway would be like yeah. in England. It's sort of international race circuit wide. It cost $80 million to build, and it's purely a driving road because it doesn't lead to anything. Well, this is it, it goes there, and that's it. That's <laughs> so, we've got a professional racing driver, a YouTuber with some half-decent driving skills. What are you gonna do? Well, we collaborated with some friends out there who ran a supercar rental agency actually in Dubai. Those guys provided us the cars. We conveniently had a McLaren 650 Spider and at the time a brand new Ferrari 488 Spider. These things were fresh off the production line at that time. Now also, our friends from W Motors joined us in the Lycan Hypersport. That car that jumped through several skyscrapers on the Fast and Furious. At that time as well, there wasn't a great deal of content with that car. So we had 488 Spider, <laughs> 650S, and one of the world's most famous and rarest hypercars to go up this road, which we had locked down for ourselves to create what content we wanted. Now, as this project started to gain traction, we grew somewhat. So we actually had sponsorship on board. We had um, Uber Eats. We had Red Bull sponsoring us at, at that time. Uh, obviously, the uh, Raz Alcama Tourist Board was a massive part of being able to close down that road. Uh, we had a hotel chain who had recently launched out there, sponsor our stay, and all of a sudden we had this sort of mini production crew, uh, flew out friends from England, that's how we got these incredible shots. And there we had, we approached this road, imagine having a mountain to yourself, police to back you up, closing roads, and just all day in the most beautiful sunlight you could possibly imagine to capture content like that. I mean, look at it, roof down, it was just outstanding. And so, how this played out was we kind of half documented the day and half created what we wanted to create. So these shots where we are, well, that's Ollie there drifting. Now what you can't see there, at that time, we were filming with GoPros that were mounted on the back of these cars. I cannot tell you, look at that shot, unreal. Drone team was incredible. Now, I'm not sure if many of you have experience with filming with a GoPro. Generally, the filming angle of them is really quite wide. Now, that's great for capturing scenery and for pointing it pretty much anywhere and getting what you're trying to capture in frame. The problem is it makes everything seem quite far away. So the perspective of your subject feels further away than it actually is. 
So, from our tracking shots, like this here, we had GoPros on the front and rear of each car, and I am not joking you when I say Ollie was drifting off the car probably by a foot or two at times, two feet maximum at times. Uh, and then we would swap cameras, put it on the front of the 650, I would get right up the back end of this 488, which at the time was brand new, and we were just drifting around and sliding and filming. Now at this time, we had no idea that this video was gonna gain the kind of traction it did. Now here's an interesting insight for you. This project, don't forget, came off the back of the tourist board approaching us to say, would you like to come and make some content to help us highlight our wonderful Emirates state? Yes, you would. We highlighted this road. At that time, that road was basically an unknown place. It didn't lead anywhere. So no one actually went there. No one gave it any exposure. Um, off the back of this project and having these remarkable partners um, involved in it to make something as beautiful as that happen, there have been so many car launches which have happened there off the back of the exposure of this. I actually had um, Alfa Romeo get in touch with me directly to say thank you for highlighting that road. We are gonna do the global launch of the Alpha Stelvio Quadrifolio there, which I thankfully then ended up getting the uh, invite on. And never at this point, when basically me and a mate are sliding around, that proximity there, I cannot tell you how close I am in order to try and get that shot, but it was just mates. Mates on cameras, flying drones, skidding around, sliding, trying to capture it as best as we could to just make something that we thought would visually look fantastic. It turned out to get over two and a half million views uh, and impacted the car industry more than anyone might have thought. Now from a tourist board point of view, what you might not think about, when a car company decides to launch a car somewhere in a city, in a country, the economical impact that it has on that area is fantastic. So while the original idea was to try and attract a few more tourists, what we ended up doing was bringing thousands of people over the course of the following two years as a result of brands doing global car launches there. For example, the uh, Alpha launch was out there for three weeks and they had journalists from every country fly in. They took out two hotels, one for journalists, one for staff, um, and just the amount of um, economic injection it had off the back of something so simple uh, was outstanding. So not only is this my favorite video because it's one of my favorite driving experiences. I, I mean, look at Ollie's face there. We will phone Ollie shortly. Um, you can see the lights on my face flashing from the cop cars. Look at the road, look at it. And it keeps on going on and on and on and on like that. Now, the great thing is, this is perfect timing. The great thing is we had all three lanes to ourselves in both directions because it was closed, it was basically a racetrack. I mean, it really was. And in fact, I've driven circuits, proper race circuits with worse tarmac than this. It was brand new, it was fresh. So let's uh, jump on the Skype to Ollie and let's pick his brains about what his memories were of this remarkable event. So here he is. Ollie, how you doing, man? I'm good, I'm a bit cooped up, but good, good to speak. Yeah, how's, um, how's quarantine going? Do you know what? It's actually not too bad because, I mean, uh, I mean, as annoying as it is for both of us, obviously missing out on some work and racing, etc., it's kind of nice to be forced into a position where 
you know, as as horrible as the virus is, everyone who is stuck at home is stuck at home together. So we all got a bit of a break out of it and sun's shining yeah. and uh, I'm in the countryside, so I'm okay. Brilliant, man. And what's your um your quarantine strategy so far? I I know you've got a simulator. I wish I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one in here as well in the corner. It's my mini one. You've got two of them. If there was one thing I wished I had right now, it's a simulator. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how quick. I mean, e-gaming was already getting big, but now it's um, all sorts of That's invites to these crazy live races. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. I'm effectively sharing with the audience uh, behind the scenes stories and insights uh, to some of my favorite videos that I filmed over the years or some of the ones which sort of seem to have gained the most love and attention. One of those being the time that we went to Jebel Jays. Um, I mean, as far as I was aware back then, that road was basically unknown, right? Yeah, back then it was, uh, I mean, you could still drive halfway up it as the public, but it wasn't advertised as a road and no, like, no soul really knew it was there. Since the time which we were there, which turned out to be 2016, uh, the amount of road trips I've seen there, car clubs, car launches is crazy. And I think even since then, they've extended it further. Yeah, exactly. So it's got another six kilometers further up from where we went to. Um, and yeah, every single UAE supercar club and, and even some UK ones that travel out there, everyone under the sun is now using that as a, as a pinnacle point to get to. Because it's just it's just like Pike's Peak on on steroids, but way smoother and way less dangerous so great for Absolutely. a road trip do you know if there was ever a road that was crying out for its own hill climb race it's that place i know it, it needs to happen it, it needs to happen maybe when all this blows over let's let's start a, a some kind of vote and get get it to happen because it would be yeah. incredible yeah so yeah it came about um through my old management so tim sylvie and crown and they were in touch with um someone from Razal Kema Tourism Authority. And at the time, the idea was just that they were going to be um, partnering the race team for the Dubai 24 hours. Um, they wanted to come, uh, see the Mercedes, try and win the race again. Um, and then we were like, oh, well, can we tie it into any cool things like during the week of the race where we can come and visit Razal Kema so it looks a bit more genuine rather than just a sticker on the car? Can we come and have some fun or play around? They're like, oh, we've actually got this zip line. Uh, and then they showed us the picture of the zipline. I was like, what's that road under that zipline? <laughs> uh, zipline's great, but... <laughs> yeah. And then, like, yeah, well, all this road was built um, to go up to the prince's house, and the prince never built the house, so we've got this, like, oh, five-lane house. Yeah, so it was meant to oh, be kind of... I thought it was going to be some six-star hotel up there. No, so it was going to be a private road to a private house. Oh, what, you prince. kidding me? Yeah. Um what? And then it didn't happen and they started building their tourism side of it um, to do the zip line that goes to the top of it instead. And they were like, oh, it's quite quiet if you want to if you want to visit it. And then on led the path to can we, you know, freaking close it. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, who would love to race up this hill with me? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good still to this day. You know, we get asked as as car guys, lots of stuff is you know, favorite car, but favorite road i get asked that a lot and without exception that always makes my top three yeah and, and i completely agree and there's, there's something to be said for kind of tighter more aesthetic beautiful roads through europe of course but what's really hard to convey about this road and even when you see the, the video that you put up and the video that we made and we put up about the road is 
how smooth, wide and flowing it is because you can see corner to corner. And even on the hairpins where you can't, it's so wide. And we had the luxury of it being closed. Um, other than that one person, I still remember coming down. Um, I digress. But yeah, they, they closed it, didn't they, the night before? The yeah. police said they waited at the top and the bottom for 24 hours and before we went there to make sure no one was there. And I remember halfway through our filming and there was some family in the back of a semi coming down because they'd been camping hidden around the top of the mountain and we were sideways. We were completely sideways, like, <laughs> exactly. what are you guys doing? <laughs> Yeah, now, I've just been watching it over and over of you just going sideways in that 488. At that time, that car was brand new, man. Like, fresh off the line new. Yeah, it was. It was almost painful to do. And it's one of those things where, like, someone says, no, no, you can do it. And you kind of have to go, well, I don't really want to ask again, but I should. Are you sure? Like, can I really do <laughs> They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's new to the fleet, but it's going to be rented out. Go for it. So that was yeah. it. Straight on to CT off. And it was just amazing. Just sideways everywhere. And the great thing is, is just... It's very rare, you know, when you go on the press drives or or, or, or any of the hill climbs, everything's quite strategically, uh, safely done and understandably. But this was completely closed and private. It was literally a playground. It was the weirdest feeling. It. it was a bunch of mates and some cameras just yeah. having a bit of a go. <laughs> yeah, it, and, it, and it turned out amazing. And I think, I think one of the reasons why I did so well uh, on the, I mean, obviously the the, the more casual is as aesthetically pleasing as obviously your video was, the more casual vlog style video of yours did so much better than the official video as most things do these days, just because you could really portray, you know, how much fun we were just having. It was just literally, this is behind the scenes. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I think also as well, because we were having so much fun in those two cars, we forgot that we casually had a uh, Lycan Hypersport. Just, you know, in tow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i remember yeah. and that was and, and at the time other than the obviously being in fast and furious 7 was still a new brand and new car um and, and the finale wasn't out yet so that was the one and 3.8 million dollars or whatever it was at the time or still is and only six of them um oh, and obviously it was a really super hot day as well so we could only use it like limited running at the top of the hill yeah, yeah. so we were having yeah. so much fun in these two cars that yeah you're right we forgot we had this kind of millions of pounds worth of car behind it just there <laughs> before i i phoned you i was sharing with the audience some of the sort of um you know tips and tricks and techniques that we use behind the scenes to capture what we do one of the things that sticks in my mind was me tracking you drifting was by sticking a gopro on the nose of the 650 and then getting quite close to you now i was i was i was just sharing that gopros because they have such a, a wide angle you have to get quite close just share with these guys so that they don't think I was exaggerating how close I was to your back bumper when you were basically on the lock stops. Yeah, it's so hard to convey, um, obviously, with that GoPro footage. But if someone was in the front of your McLaren boot, as some people do, I know Richard Pardon and a few people do this when they're shooting cameras. If someone sat in the front of your boot, you, they would have been able to touch my bumper with their foot. That's how close you were to the back of me, which is so hard to do. Mm. with drifting with the sand obviously obviously the car's got it's a pretty expensive tracking car to have yeah uh, but yeah, you've got to get so so close and gopros are amazing in everything they do but when it comes to that you've, yeah. you've almost got to be against the other car to get it to look close you really have yeah yeah and it's a shame because on camera it just looks normal yes but, i mean I, I wish it looked like this <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> but it looks so far been, away it must have literally been a couple of feet Literally, yeah. it was yeah. so close. <laughs> Brilliant, man. 
Well, look, the chances are I'll probably end up phoning you again over the next few weeks uh, in the UK here. We've kind of officially started our quarantine, what, four days ago now, I think it was? Yeah. Something like that. So we're fairly fresh into it. I'm not coping too badly right now, but I'm a bit concerned about content in the long run. I don't know how the, this will work out. So I might sneak around to your house and just jump on the <laughs> sim at night. Let's do it. Be fun. <laughs> Both completely like covered in them. Yeah. <laughs> really, dude. Well, look, thanks for your time for uh, tuning in. Stay safe. And uh, I look forward to seeing you when this is all blown over. Yeah, I look forward to some fun events. Yeah, brilliant. All right, mate. Take care. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. See you. So, what I will stress is the amount of logistics that ends up going into content. So, you might end up watching this, I think this video is like 12 minutes, 13 minutes long, something like that. Um, to create that was months of planning. You can't just turn up with a commercial film crew and start closing roads and filming areas. Also, at the top of this mountain range was a military base. So in order to fly a drone, we had to get written permission from the base in order to film with. All of this stuff that happens behind the scenes never basically gets shared with you guys. So yeah, filming permits, uh, camera crew, those guys bought out probably about four or five crates worth of camera gear. Aviation industry is very strict when it comes to transporting batteries. Uh, from a drone point of view, a camera point of view, they're big, they're heavy. On the way back, the crew got their batteries confiscated because they couldn't fly with them. And so the list of these things goes on and on. Now, as part of this project, uh, we were also filming areas around about Raz al -Khaimah. This is basically the video that I made for my channel, but there was also some content which was going to go on social channels of the tourist board. There's some stuff going on Ali's Instagram. Yeah, so the adventures that go on behind the scenes are equally as fantastic, and I wish I could share more of that. Uh, in fact, questions and comments below, um, two major things. Obviously, this is the first of a format video, which I hope you enjoy uh, during this time of quarantine. Uh, so let me know if you do enjoy it and let me know if you would like to see more and which videos you would like to give you a behind the scenes insight on. Uh, there's, I think, approaching 500 uploads now, so there's plenty to choose from. But let me know if you want to see any sort of behind the scenes insight into uh, videos of the past. We'll gladly sit here all day and talk to you about them. And secondly, when all this is over, uh, would you like to see a little bit more sort of days in the life of? Now, before you jump to a conclusion and go, yeah, 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 that'd be great. There's a lot of admin <laughs> involved in making these things. I do get the impression that a lot of people think we just turn up and film a car that conveniently happens to be there. The logistics of arranging with a manufacturer to provide their latest supercar in a country that often isn't yours or theirs to then get a filming permits, often in countries like this, um, is actually quite long. You know, even though we are creating content sort of every other day, the lead times, I'm often working three months, I would say, in advance. Um, but if there is an element of you that is interested in seeing more how we go about arranging this stuff and planning and editing and whatever it is we get up to during the travel and production of these things, uh, let me know because when all of this clears and we're allowed to venture outside of the house again, uh, I would be interested in sharing it with you if you want to see it. So that's it. A uh, massive thank you to Ollie for tuning in. Not like he's got much else going on right now. I know he's playing around on his simulator. I wish I had a simulator right now. More of that coming soon. Um, yes, so let me know. 
comments below, uh, thumbs up. Please be sure to like and subscribe if you're enjoying the content. I'm gonna try and think outside the box and come up with more stuff to keep you entertained during this time. Stay fit, stay healthy, look after each other. Thanks for watching. I'll just see you next time. Ciao.